Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium. We're here directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs returned to the practice field on Thursday. We heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, offensive coordinator Matt Nagy, as well as cornerback Trent McDuffie and special teams coordinator Dave Tope. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs DC. Then we'll follow that up with the Chiefs OC. After that, we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trent McDuffie and Dave Tope. Here's Steve Spagnolo. Everybody staying home. Merry Christmas. Everybody, right? Happy New Year. When I don't get a chance to say that. I'm just ready to roll. We just came out of a walkthrough. I was just on the production meeting with the CBS crew, those guys. They got me all wired up, so I'll just, I'll just start keep taking questions. What was the best thing you gave them? <laughs> the best thing I gave them? What did they? I've tried. Well, when you talk, when Tony wrote, you guys never been on a production meeting with Tony. But Tony, run, Tony, I don't have to say very much because Tony goes. He's great. I love him. I love him, and he's he's on there on the Zoom. It's a little different doing it on the Zoom, you know, because you can't see everybody. But and I've known Tony for a long time. Like when he was when he was in Dallas as a quarterback, and I was coaching in New York, we actually got to be good friends. He, one of the coaches on our New York staff, Chris Palmer, had worked with uh, with him down in Dallas. So I got to know. So I've always stayed in touch with Tony. So it's like talking to a good friend, which is fun. And Jim Nance is the best. Tracy, they're great. I don't know how we got on that. Well, Jarius has been such a big part of what you guys have been doing this year. I, I don't know yeah. if he's going to play this yeah. or not, but if he doesn't, what's that, what's that going to look like for you guys? It'll look a little different. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you guys have seen LJ has kind of traveled with, you know, usually their top wide out. So the decision we'll have to make is, is do we put somebody else in that role or do we do like we normally do and stay right and left? So we'll figure that out when the time comes. We're hopeful for Jarius. I mean, I, I thought both him and Mike Edwards – going back in the game last week was big. You know, both of them kind of got dinged up there. And when you lose two key secondary guys in, a, in any game, you know, there's some shuffling and some scrambling. And when those guys bounce back in there, that was huge. But, you know, we'll, you know, the training staff will, and LJ will make that decision. So hopefully, you know. When the injury status is uncertain with players such as Chase and Snead, how much does that maybe make you have to do it in A, B, C? That's a, it's, it's a great question. Um, None of us have a crystal ball, right? But we got to have plan A, B, and C, and that's what we do. Now, the one, you know, I'm sure they're thinking of it this way, too. You're talking about Jamar Chase, right? Uh, they probably feel like he's had a 1,000 reps at what he's doing and can line, and, and we feel the same way about LJ. You know, you can rest them, and then they know what they're doing. The other guys that are in there as we practice, we'll practice as if we don't have LJ, and then we're ready to go if we get to Sunday and that happens. So that's kind of both. Steve, from them, Browning's had month or so. Yeah. It's not Joe Burrow, but what are you seeing from that? I tell you, the biggest compliment I can give to Browning is this. When we're watching the film, 
there are times when I go, was that Joe Burrow or was that the, the you know, and at the t you know, the, this backup that came in? They look, they look the same to me now, and I think Joe's a little bit bigger. But when you when you see the mannerisms and the way they they settle in the pocket and the way they throw and even the things they're doing pre-snap, with the, he, they look the same. They do a great job coaching. I used to think the same thing about all the quarterbacks that played in New England. You know, they they just had the same mold. They had the Tom Brady mold, you know, tall and big, and they. But I, I'm really impressed with this quarterback. He goes in, you know, they, they rattle off three straight wins. Now, I know they didn't have a great game last week, but throw that one out, and you're looking at a Cincinnati offense that, to me, is operating and functioning just like they have any time we've gotten ready to play them. And, and that's a compliment to the, their coaches, the, the quarterback, all the skill they have, right? Um, that, does, that doesn't change. And the other thing, uh, I was because I watched some of the TV broadcasts and I heard – I think it was Tony and Jim mentioned that this offensive line has been intact for pretty much the whole year. That makes a huge difference. You know. so. How much like coaching attitude do you have to do at this point of the year? Things haven't gone as well, right? Losing some games this year. Yeah. You guys have played really well on the defensive side, but I know they were disappointed they didn't get the stop at the end. Yeah, and that's how, the thing that, that stuff that's the thing. It's funny how you can play that way. That's the, I told the guys in the meeting we had yesterday that that's the nature of being on defense. It's a little different, right? You can play lights out, right? But when it gets to the end, and you've got to have it because we needed to, when you don't do it, that's the thing that we think of. So we're disappointed in that. I don't think our guys have had any problem from the standpoint of being ready to play. That's how the unit functions. It's a credit to the character, the passion of the guys that we have. Staying healthy is huge. And from our standpoint, defensive coaches, defensive players, no matter where we're at, it doesn't change. We've got to keep points off the board. It doesn't matter whether we're ahead or behind. And we still know that we're still fighting. for. We can still achieve the same things that we set out at the beginning of the year. So we just keep functioning that way. Will we ever have a game where your guys leave the field and it's 7-3 to three and by the next time they go out there you're down 17-7? <laughs> Did it happen that way? I, yeah. Was it that? Was it back-to-back? Back-to-back -back plays or back-to-back -back drives? You got me on that one. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm telling you. I'm. Just, I, yeah, yeah. Zero, zero to me all the time. <laughs> zero, zero. No, here's what I do remember is that uh, we got to go out there and stop a two-point play. I mean, if you're going for two points, any team that goes for two points against you, it's pretty important, and, and it was there. Now, in hindsight, <clears throat> do the math, 18, it would have been 18, 14. We still wouldn't need a touchdown huh, at the end. Um, that doesn't mean you shouldn't stop the two-point conversion, but you guys get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, that was hard. Uh, but, yeah, we talked, we talked defensively. Listen, there's been many times when – our offense has come out there and outscored people because we weren't able to keep it in the right point total. So we rolled together. We're about to get Trent. You know, we're a lot of games in the season now. Uh, he was so good last year. Trent, you said? Trent McDuffie. Yeah. How has he even maybe improved further um, oh, yeah. this season? He's, uh, he just keeps doing this. I mean, he did that last year. Remember he was out for that stretch where he was hurt and then had to come in midseason. I thought that was really impressive for him to be able to do that. And he, he's kind of really developing into a slow, quiet leader. You know, LJ and Justin Reed are kind of the guys, but you can, you can feel that in Trent. And I think he's playing with a lot of confidence. I want him to get that first interception, though. <laughs> I thought it was coming last week. I really did. I told him that. Uh, and I think he wants that, too. And we need to listen to turnovers. We need to find a way. 
you know, to create. I mean, I, 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 there's no secret to that. Like, I, we work on it all the time. I mean, in some years, um, I, I can remember it was either this past off season or the one before. I can remember getting at least two phone calls from coaches around the league. Yeah, I noticed you guys have X number of forced fumbles. How do you do that? What, what's your? We're not doing anything different this year than we've done in all the other years. But sometimes they happen, sometimes they don't. But getting back to Trent, you know, I'm hopeful that that can happen for him because he's played so solid for us. Steve, going against a guy like Orlando Brown, I've just seen a lot of the looks and a lot of the rushes. Yeah. What are the challenges you have to do? Maybe disguise a couple things. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm hoping that the knowledge that our defensive linemen have, you know, helps us. Of course, it works both ways, right, because he knows our guys. But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to – before any of that even happens, we've got to get them in those situations because if it's – the game's in the balance or they can pass and, and run because they don't – we don't get them in a passing situation, it won't matter. So it's going to be first creating that. I get that there's a randomness to turnovers, um, but it just seems like – you know, when a ball's on the ground, not seeing it, or when a ball's tipped and it's in the air and it's anybody's ball, it's it's, it's just not landing in the arms of the Chiefs player. Yeah, I, I, there's been a couple games where there's been some that I like. Like I can remember the what wasn't it? It wasn't this past game. Might have been the one before. Didn't Mike the ball? New England. Didn't the ball go up and Mike Dana had it? And then I don't know something. I don't. Why does that happen? I don't know. I mean, but there, there's a turnover. There was, I think there's been a couple. I, we didn't have any last week that came out that I remember. I don't, <clears throat> I don't know why that is. People in the right place at the right time. I will say this. I know our guys are relentless to the football. Like, I've never had to look at the film and say, look, guys, we're not hustling to the ball. So I, that's not a problem. Um, maybe we just got to get the second, third guy in there, punch it away. Or just batting. It seems like in the last few weeks, <clears throat> you haven't been batting down past. And but some of that might be because we we're really really high. That I mean, maybe we're normal now. I don't know. Uh, but cause you're right because I'm used. To, we're used to getting a lot more batted balls. Um, why that happens, I'm not sure either. Maybe we got to get them in more of those passing situations. Play shorter quarterbacks. I don't know. <laughs> Try to get some Thanks tip balls. Thanks, guys. Go ahead. Just your main takeaway from from Monday. Um. You know, number one, obviously, we start with we lost, and and you go through that game, and you understand, you know, the opportunity that we had, that was sitting there in front of us, and and so um, we always start with ourselves, and and you know, Coach Reed obviously does that. I do that myself, and just you look back and you say, you know, where where could you um, be better? Where could you help out? Whether it's throughout the week in practice or on game day, you know, and so. Um, you, you get you get a chance that night, um, Christmas night, to have that pit in your stomach and and think where can we be better and where can we help everybody out and there's just such a great um, amount of accountability through this this team and players and coaches. So we get together the next day and we start talking through all that. And so without getting into details, I think it's been a very productive um, week so far of trying to you know come up with answers and solutions and and stick sticking together, but. Um, in the end, you know, you have turnovers that um, turn into points, obviously, in seven seconds. Um, the penalties, uh, and, you know, it's, a, it's been some of the same stuff, and I think that's the thing that we want to make sure that we as a staff um, make sure that we, we help these guys out and really hold them accountable and understand why we're doing it and how we get better at it. I think you'd probably agree that when things aren't going right, yeah. when things aren't working, the quarterback is the one who's affected the most. Mm -hmm. what, what effect has all this had on Pat? What, 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 how do you see it? Well, in his game or, or, or 
So with, with Pat, the number one thing and the only thing he cares about after every game is winning and losing. And um, when you lose lose the game, now you go into the why part. You know, what, what happened? Um, why did it happen? There's variables that go into every single play. Sometimes are noticed by, um, you know, people in the building and outside the building, players and not, you know, uh, others. And sometimes it's very obvious, you know. So what we want to try to do is make sure that, um, you know, we're – we're not letting, I'll give an example. If there's a play where there's a guy wide open, um, does he as the quarterback or any quarterback have time to throw it? Or is of the 11 guys, is one guy breaking down? Um, or if there's protection and there's something going off differently there. So what I'm saying is, is basically is we, we want to try our best to try to get to that point to where all 11 and 12 plus the coaches, us as coaches, are, are really working in unison to be effective. And when we do that, we're pretty good. Um, his his frustration comes from losing, uh, and then it obviously uh, then leads into why why on offense and how can we get better and um, that's what we're work. The, the beauty is is we stick together and we work towards solutions. That's one of our greatest strengths, and, and Pat's uh, phenomenal at that. We talked a minute ago about um, hey, are there guys open and is he or is he not getting in the ball? Mm -hmm. Have you seen more cases of that where he's had time and, and just hasn't for whatever reason? Hasn't. Not, not necessarily. I mean, you're going to have a play or two here or there where that happens every game, not just because now because we lost a game that that, that happens. That happens every game. So I think probably when you go through these times, you, you're, we all start searching, okay, and we, you start to look at these plays and you, you magnify it when it's a, a bad play or even if it's a good play, you're like, you make it even a better play to yourself. You think it's a better play than really what it is. So... Um, what we need to do through this whole time is make sure that um, we understand and lock in at the, the, the ability to f figure out the solutions and what they are. And I know it sounds like it's been that way um, pretty much for this, this entire year, um, but we, we are a resilient bunch and we follow Coach Reed. And everybody in this building um, holds each other, each other and themselves accountable and everybody has a role. And it starts with Coach and when, when you have that, um, and then you match that up with passion. I mean, there's, this is a passionate building with a passionate fan base and an amazing fan base. And so the, you feel the frustration from everybody, the guys inside the building. You feel the frustration from outside the building. You know, your friends, your family, there's frustration. But it's, not, it's, a, it's a positive frustration because everyone's so, they're, they're so passionate about winning and so used to winning. So you want that. You don't want it any other way. You embrace it. And I think that's how we've approached this. Um, we're sitting at a moment right now where, we, you know, we always talk every year going in. It starts with Coach Reed. He says, we've got to win the AFC, AFC West. We didn't do it last week. We control it this week. How are we going to respond to that? And specifically offensively, what are we going to do? And so without getting into a lot of stuff externally, internally, we've had some great discussions, healthy discussions, of how to do that, and um, but that passion, that energy, the stuff you see from the players, um, you know, it's real, and we don't take it lightly. And we know we, we need to be better. We understand that. We accept that, and that's that's the goal. You sense that this could be um, this last outing could be a low point, and I guess what gives you confidence that whatever problems you're addressing can be fixed in two weeks prior to the. the I I do believe that things can get much better uh, and be more productive. When I say that, you know, not having. Um, 21 third and fourth downs, you know, in the games, being better on first and second down. So how do you get to that point? Well, 
we we know what we think we can do and and between the players the coaches like everyone gets together and there's no pointing fingers at anybody but ourselves and that's where it starts see bad teams they do that they point their fingers at everybody but themselves we we actually do the opposite and it starts with coach reed and and it just goes to these leaders on the team and when you do that then you you get another opportunity it makes it that much sweeter when you do win and you do get to that point that you saw in the end you stuck together and so um, I forget what was the first part of your question to that. Do you feel like this was maybe the low point? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, you can't run from that. That was a, that was a, uh, uh, n- uh, not a good performance by any of us on on offense, coaches and players. So I mean, you we have to accept that. I think we have, and you got to use that now. Um, and now, what are you going to do about it? Matt, there seemed to be, especially in that two minute drill in the first half, just a lot of pre snap. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you never want that to come up at any time of the season. Um, and, and again, like that's some of the stuff internally that we we feel like we have a pretty good uh, hand on. And there's a lot of variables that go into those those issues. Um, you you know you just you you have to eliminate them. You know you can talk about reducing them, whether it's penalties, turnovers, and, and that kind of stuff. But you have to reduce them and eliminate them. And again, in the in my title and my job is to be in charge of that and make sure that that gets better and gets fixed. And so, again, um, as somebody that's, uh, you know, competitive and understanding and accepting that accountability, that's my job. That's my part is to make sure that I do whatever I can to fix that thing. And whatever that, whatever we need to do, um, we're going to do it, and that's what we've been doing. How much do you feel like just the total product was affected by that sort of thing? Um, no, I think, uh, well, there's some of that when it goes on, yeah. And, and you, do, you never want to use timeouts because of, of formations, especially in a two-minute situation. You don't want that. Um, but I think generally in all, um, we know that as, as a whole, as a unit, as a whole, and it started from the very first play of the game. The very first play is where it started. So I think that's where when we sit there and we look at each other and we say, okay, Where's it? How's it start? And how do we finish? We talk about start fast, finish strong, and that's that's uh, how do we get to that point? And our defense is playing phenomenal. Our special teams are doing great. Um, so we 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 have a high standard on offense, everybody, and we want to make sure that we we uh, hold we stay high to that standard and understand where the frustration can be from fans. I mean, again, I'll say it, and I, I mean this when I say it. Yeah, everybody says they have the best fans. We do, and because the fans are authentic, and they care, and so that's you know we we understand it, we accept it. Now let's fix it, and let's enjoy it together when we do fix it. What's happening? What's happening with the Mahomes MVS connection? They, they don't seem to be on the same. Well, I mean, again, everybody's the, you have different receivers at different times, and there's going to be some throws here or there that you miss. But they're working through all that, and, and I know you'd love to hear. Well, you know, keep. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, it should be fixed by now. But they're, they're continuing. There's, they've had some big moments together. They really have over the past two years. And they've had some ones that they missed. So what do we do? Well, why, why did we miss on a certain throw? Um, and so we continue to just work through that. But MVS has had a phenomenal um, attitude this entire time. Pat has been the same way. And probably for me, from my standpoint of what I witness with these players right now as we go through this, is um, a lot of great honesty, um, a lot of great... Uh, accountability, which I've been saying, but also positivity of trying to figure out how we fix it. And it's not, okay, this isn't fixable. Let's know it's hard work of trying to do it. And, and those guys are part of the, 
the, the crew of 11 trying to get that fixed and work better, and, and maybe we see more of that coming up. Last week, the Raiders got out of line pretty well. Mm -hmm. What's the challenge like this week with the Bengals and what's your confidence level of your guys bouncing back and forth? Very similar, but it's, when I say that, I'm talking about their defense. Um, they got some really good players with Hendrickson that you know is tops tops of the league like Crosby and, and Sacks and guys that that run around and disrupt a lot. Um, I have an absolute uh, amazing amount of um, belief in this offensive line that we have. I mean, these guys are are special. They know it. Um, they're, they're fun to coach. They, they practice hard and they play hard. It's just last week, again, all of us, you know, it just, it wasn't our A game, obviously. So what, I, I have a lot of trust and belief in that offensive line moving forward this week. I just do. And, um, you know, I don't think saying, talking about it is going to do it. It's going to, they're just going to put it on tape. And that's a good thing. Um, and, and I know Pat feels the same way and we all do, but I have a, a Amazing amount of support for this entire offense, and uh, we're working through it together. It's not easy, but if this was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, the heart, the, e the winning is easy. This is the part where we got to stick together. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Right? Fire away. Well, first, I guess, uh, take us through the the fake and the operation of that and kind of the decision on when to do things like that in the game. Yeah, that, that situation, uh, um, the time was running out in the half, you know, it was getting down and, and possession wise, we probably weren't going to get it back again, you know, and uh, the down and distance, it was fourth and five and we practiced that all week, you know, for that situation. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fake that we have because Tommy can throw the ball so well and, um, those guys executed it unbelievably because they kind of knew it was coming. You know, they they, they defended it. I mean, the, the the corner dropped back and and they defended the five yard spot, but uh, eighty four pressed it and then you know made made the play work and then Tommy adjusted too. So both of those guys deserve a lot of credit for making the play work. Uh, you know, with the defense that they gave that they showed us. Uh, 
is that a play call that's made and it's happening no matter what, or is it some, a Oh, no, no, it's a look thing, yeah. I mean, obviously, if they double our gunner and stuff like that, I mean, it's different, and, yeah. you know. I mean, it, it's not something that's automatic, you know, it's not it's not called and, and running any time, you know. It's just, it's a look thing, for sure. Harrison's still having an outstanding year, but... Yeah, he missed a couple. He missed a couple short ones. It's kind of uncharacteristic for him. Um, I'm not sure. Um, he kind of pulled the second one. The first one was a was a push. So it's a two way miss on a short kick. So he's got to get that ironed out. I mean, it's 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 nothing. I'm hitting a panic button over for sure. You know, he's so he's so good in practice. Sorry, man. You, you ever see anything like that thing in New England that first half with the, the inflated balls? Oh, that's that's such a it, it's. I mean, I, it's it's no big deal. I mean, both teams played with the same balls. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know. I mean, it's it's a, really a non-issue. I mean, obviously, it happened a couple of weeks ago. So we were talking to Harrison about it. They, uh, he said he, he can kind of tell the difference between pick a ball up, and you're, they're used to different things like sure, that. yeah. Um, do you? What is the process before a game? We don't so even see. We don't. We don't have. You know. We don't have the balls. I mean, they they, they, they have the ball. Right? Yeah, it's it's the the, the up, I mean, the referees take care of that. You know, they just told me, I came out of halftime, and they told me that every ball, Dave, I just want you to know, every ball was deflated to 11 pounds. I said, okay, now they're now we got them all correct. I said, okay, and that was it. You know, that's all I heard. You know, uh, there's no excuse on that. I mean, you know, no way. Non-Chiefs thing, uh, but Devin Hester up again. Final yes, yeah, very, very proud of him. No final 15. Yeah, texted him last night. Maybe this is the year for him. I mean, I mean, it's it's time for him to get in. I mean, when you you know, I'm not not knocking the guys that are on the list, but he kind of stands out now. I mean, he's a guy. You know, he's been up for for three years now, and he's been a finalist. And uh, you know, it's time for him to get in. In my opinion, obviously. When you first got him, did you know right away? <laughs> I mean, it was like. Well, when we drafted him, we we knew he was talented, and we drafted him in the second round, which everybody thought we took him too high. You know, about what are they doing taking a guy who doesn't even play a position, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a credit to Lovey Smith and, and that personnel, you know, you know and, and our evaluation of him as a, as a, as a returner. And, uh, you know, we didn't know he was going to be what he is, but obviously after the first, he scored in the first game, you know, against Green Bay, touchdown. So kind of set the tempo right there. Generally speaking, how happy have you been with uh, Rich James and the job he's doing? Esther? He's doing a solid job. You know, that's, you know, that's, He's, he's fielding the ball. He's making good decisions, um, and he's getting better and better each week. And he's getting closer and closer, you know. And the guys are blocking up, blocking it up pretty good for him. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy where he's at right now, going into the play, going to where we are here at the end of the season. Coach, you spoke about this already a bit, but Tommy's throw was like a 30-yard throw. It was an adjustment too. I mean, it was, it was amazing because you know the route. That's not what we practiced. You know, he had to run a different route because of the way the guy was playing him, and he, he had to throw a deeper route. And Tommy just, you know, he just threw it in there, perfect, away from the return, away from the uh, cover guy. Excuse me. It's his instincts, football instincts. He's got it. You know, he's got. Some people can do it, some people can't. Tommy can adjust, and and he's got great touch on the ball. You know, on deep throws, and I mean, it's it's pretty good. When you look at the Bengals, what do you expect out of them on their team? Well, they. First of all, I mean, it starts off with Darren Simmons, the coach. I mean, he's been there for 21 years at one place. I mean, that's that's rare, you know, for any coach. And it says a lot about him and what the job that he does. He's he's outstanding. The guys play hard, never out of position. Um, really good cover units, you know, 
punt and kick, kick off, and you know, just solid all, all the time, every year, solid, top ten, top five. Come on, Mark. Yeah, Dave. Speaking of Devin Hester, what about him during that era, skill set wise, or characteristic wise, made him so unique? I, I think it was it was a combination of his strength and speed. You know, he had great top speed, but he was he was also a bigger guy, and he would break tackles too. And, you know, that that's the thing that um, kind of goes under the. You know, he was such a make you miss guy, and, and and be able to run away from people. But in a crowd, he he would come out of a you know a crowd because he would run through tackles and uh, make the first person miss for sure. You know, and uh, just great hands, great vision, instincts. Uh, have, had had a sixth sense of, of coverage, like he knew exactly how to how, how much to press it before he, he'd make the next cut. And kind of in this era, what does it take for a returner? You know, with the rules that you have and everything now, for a well, returner, they, what do they need to do? Well, that, that's what Devin Hester did. He changed the game because now the coverage, you know, the gunners are better, uh, the punters are better, everybody's better because of what Devin Hester did. You know, I mean, everybody has a returner now. Uh, he really brought the whole level of special teams to another level. You know, him, him as one one single player as a returner. Is there anyone you see in the league that has his skill set right now? Uh, there's a lot of returners that are great, you know, but uh, probably the closest to that for me, if I had Tyreek in a full full time, you know, just all he did was punt and kick return, he'd be up there, pretty there, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, Coach. Thank all right, you. thanks. Thank you. Yeah, um, I definitely think I've started to take on a, a little bit more of a role out there on the defense, especially playing that nickel position. Um, it's a lot on me as far as checks, as far as just communicating out there on the back end with the linebackers and stuff. So um, on the field in that way, but also just off the field, you know, just trying to keep that positive attitude around here and keep that culture of winning and kind of just making sure I reiterate what the coaches are talking about. So um, coming along quietly for sure. Yeah, um, <clears throat> honestly, I think it goes back to just your practice habits. And like I said, um, I think this team has a really, really good job with players being intensive and um, detailed when it comes to stripping the ball out, picks, interceptions, and um, Coach Bags is always har harping on getting that ball back to the offense, turnovers. And so um, in the game, you know, there's not much that you can really control that can say, like, oh, yeah, if we do this, we're going to get turnovers. But um, I think going after the ball is going to be huge. You know, I feel like there's a lot of times where, especially us on the back end, we're in the right place, you know, we're around the ball, um, and we're just not making the play on it. So um, I think we just got to do a better job at mentally um, just being like, you know, when the ball's in the air, we got to go get it. You mentioned uh, him wanting you to get your, your first pick. I think I know it's been like three years. Yeah. How, how eager, how hungry are you to get yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, shoot, that's always always something on my mind. You know, I think that's always on a D, DB's mind is going to get that interception. But um, I've tried not to let it, you know, affect my confidence and kind of affect my play. But definitely gives me this edge that I got to go out there and, you know, keep proving myself and keep trying to go get that one. Legereus is working through you know, his physical yeah. thing. Uh, from your standpoint, what, what kind of season is he having? Oh, man, all pro. I mean, he's having one of the best. I mean, I look at what he's doing, going against every number one receiver, locking him down. I mean, I don't think he's let up 100 yards on himself all year. Um, I always say it's like a Darrell Revis, you know, someone who's just put him on an island, let that man work. Like when I look out to my right and I see LJ, I'm like, okay, cool. 
he's locked down. Let's see who else you know we got to work around. So um, he's also one of those guys that just takes over a game. You know, he's one of those guys that he ain't got to say much. And you ain't got to be out there. He's not rah-rah. You just know he's going to lock in and do his job. And you got to love to have players like that. You, of course, are going to be biased. But is he the best cornerback in the league in your estimation? I think so right now. I mean, biased or not, I think he's going out there and proving it week in and week out. I mean, from the past years, he's played all over the field. So you can just turn on the tape and look at 38 and know that he's going to be out there doing exactly what he needs to do. We don't know if Jamar Chase is going to play. We don't know if LJ is going to play. What's the matchup like? What do you like about your defensive backs against these wide receivers and tight ends? Yeah. Um, actually, we were, I was actually last night just watching um, last year's game, that uh, championship game. And I think that game we had like eight guys go down. And I saw me, Josh, Jay Watt. I mean, B. Cook was out there. Like all the rookies out there. There was no LJ. There was no Jay Reed, I think. And seeing all of us out there and the confidence and just knowing that if anybody goes down this defense, the next man up, like that is like a real thing. Like when we say next man up, like throughout this whole year, at least since I've been here, um, anytime someone had to come in and step into the game, it's like nothing has changed. And I feel like that's huge because um, games are fast. You know, you got to be able to trust anybody out there. And when guys go down, like they always do in football, um, it's nice to have other people step up and do their job correctly. A couple more. You mentioned, uh, you, you know, you were here last year, all you rookies mm-hmm. won the Super Bowl. Life's not always easy, right, in the National Football League. What, how do you guys handle, especially the young players, some struggles, not getting wins this month? I mean, how do you, you guys been with the attitude there? And what are you seeing around the, the building about trying to get out of this a bit of a funk? Yeah. Um, I always say you always got to look up to the vets and the guys who've been here and kind of set the standard, you know, and um, I think the best thing that a young guy could do is just follow their lead, you know. Um, I don't know if it's something we need to say, something that we need to do, but um, all I can say is this team comes back to work each and every day. I mean, win, loss, no matter what, um, we come back in, we get back to work, we watch the film, we correct it, and there's always this sense of positivity and excitement, you know, no matter what. I mean, we lost five, six now, and I don't think the goals, the standards, like, how everybody is holding themselves, nothing has changed. And to me, that's huge because um, I've been on the team where when you're losing, you know, guys start fighting back, guys start saying all oh, this and that and getting selfish. And I haven't seen any of that. You know, everybody's selfless. Everybody's relentless out there at the practice. And everybody wants to go be great. And so um, I think we got to just keep building on that. What goes under your studying of blitzing? I mean, are you studying other defensive backs? Do you, do you study it? Yeah, um, definitely uh, studying other nickel safeties and stuff around the league of um, especially like people who are playing the team I'm going against, you know, seeing how they time it up, seeing what they're looking at. Um, obviously talking with coaches, you know, D-line coach, Coach Merritt. I mean, all the guys around here have been huge and helpful with that. But um, I don't know. I feel like there's just this little knack with Blitz, you know, that um, sometimes they pick it up, sometimes they don't. So. Um, for me, I think a lot of it is just disguise, um, trying to show different things within our own defense because um, it's not going to work if I'm showing a blitz and they can easily see it. So being able to do it within Spag's calls um, has been huge for me. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you.